out, Jesus sure makes your heart feel happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Why, Nabat, look at you, covered with mud and your cheek is cut. What have you been doing? Oh, it's all right, Mother. It's just, well, I got into an argument with Dagon, that's all. An argument? You mean a fight. You seem to be in fights all the time nowadays. I don't know. Here, wash your face. Ouch! <laughs> you should see Dagon. <laughs> and what was this um, well, argument about, son? Oh, I don't know. Everything, I guess. Dagon was saying that he thinks Aaron is a useless old man and Moses no better. And the same with all the other priests. So I couldn't let him get away with that, could I, Father? Mm -hmm. Well, you've already said we must respect the priests. Why are people talking against the Levites, Father? Well, since Korah's rebellion, nobody in the camp has been quite certain whether the Levites are meant to be our priests after all. And it was true. There was great uncertainty. People seemed to think that because many of the Levites had taken part in the rebellion and had died of the plague, perhaps God no longer meant them to be the priests. Well, if you ask me, either the Lord just isn't aware of what's going on or he means us to do something about it ourselves. Well, of course he's aware. That's why so many of the Levites got killed. He just doesn't want them to be the priests anymore, if he ever did. Well, I'll tell you what. I think it's high time some other tribe should have a chance. My mother. Those Levites think they're so wonderful. They're no better than anyone else. And nobody can say things have been going well recently under their tender care. And that's the truth. Yes, it, it's all very well. But, well, we don't know that God is displeased with all the Levites. If he, if he would just give us a sign. Oh, you always were poor-spirited. I think it's some other tribe's turn. That's what I think. And as to Aaron, he's just getting too old for the job of high priest. Now Moses heard all of these murmurings, and he prayed to the Lord in the tabernacle. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and take from every one of their princes their rod, twelve rods for the twelve princes of the tribes. Write thou every man's name upon his rod, and thou shalt write Aaron's name upon the rod of Levi. And thou shalt lay them up in the tabernacle of the congregation before the testimony, where God will meet with you. And Moses spake unto the children of Israel, and every one of the twelve tribal princes gave him a rod, for each prince one, according to their father's house. And the rod of Aaron was among their rods. But what is Moses going to do with twelve rods, Father? Well, he's not going to do anything with them. He's just taking them into the tabernacle. Yes, but why? And why did he write the owners' names on them? Well, as I understand it, Sharon, it's because of all the trouble there's been recently. You know how hard it's been, all those dead. And to be told that we older ones shall never see Canaan. It is hard. 
and a lot of people have been getting dissatisfied with Moses and our priests and think they could do better with someone else. Well, it's wrong, of course, but it's understandable, too. You can see how it could happen, don't you? Oh, yes, but I still don't see what that has to do with the rods. Well, people have taken to wondering if God still means the Levites to be the priests. Oh, it's most likely jealousy. So the Lord told Moses to get the rods of the 12 princes of the tribes, of whom Aaron is one, of course, and tomorrow he will give a sign by means of the rods whether he wishes any changes in the priesthood. Maybe God will choose another tribe. No, no, I'm sure it will be Aaron and the Levites. And when the people see a definite sign from God, they will accept it and be glad and stop their complaining. And it came to pass that on the morrow, Moses went into the tabernacle of witness. Come this way, Father. The crowd's not so thick. We'll get right up to the entrance. I still can't see. Those men in front are so tall. Here, here. I, I lift you up on my shoulders. <laughs> up we go. There. How's oh, that? now I can see everything. Moses is coming out of the tabernacle again. What's that he's carrying? Why, you know, Sharon. Those are the prince's rods, all marked with their names. He took them into the tabernacle yesterday. He's got something else, too, hasn't he? What's that branch he's carrying? Shh, shh. Moses is going to say something. Behold, all you people of Israel. Here are the twelve staffs which I took into the tabernacle last night. Eleven of them are not altered in any way. But the Lord has caused the twelfth rod to blossom. See, buds and leaves and flowers and even a few almonds in a single night. And that is the rod of the prince he has selected to be your high priest. Whose name is on the Look I will hold the staff high that all may see the name thereon. Yes, the Lord has chosen. His choice has not changed. Aaron is still our high priest. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. <sighs> Sam, what's the matter with you? I'm so sleepy. Well, you look like you're about to doze off right here in the library. What time did you go to bed last night? I don't know, but it was really dark outside. <sighs> Sam! What? What? This is serious. You're not getting enough sleep. I agree. So if you will excuse me... No, not here in the library. You need to get more sleep at home. I can't go home. I'm in school. You need to get more sleep at home at night. How? I'm not sleepy at night. Only during the day. At school, in the library. What did you eat for supper last night? I'm sleepy, not hungry. When you eat a big meal in the evening, your stomach has to work hard to digest all the food. And that can keep you awake. And what did you do right before you went to bed? I watched television. Aha! Uh -huh. Sorry. Sam, when you watch those action shows you like so much, your mind gets all excited and your body gets all tense. That can keep you from going to sleep, too. So what should I do? 
eat a smaller meal in the evening, and don't watch television for at least an hour before going to bed. You might want to drink a nice cup of herbal tea, too. Herbal tea? Do I look like someone who drinks herbal tea? All right, all right. A nice cup of warm water and honey, then. Something to calm you down. Okay. Light meal. No action shows. Water and... <sighs> Sam! Sam! You're embarrassing me! God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on Earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. In the case of the secret code, Willie starts getting strange messages on his computer. Could they really be from God? Chapter 10, Secrets Revealed. Let's get out of here, Chris yelled. Willie and Maria were way ahead of him. They started moving before he finished the sentence. As fast as the trip down the street had been, they were even faster going back. This time, Maria got there first. They dashed past Mrs. Shoes and Mrs. Vargas's cars, then burst through the door. Everyone in the room turned and stared as water dripped from them. Mud covered their feet and Willie's wheelchair. What a mess, Grandpa started to shout. Then he saw Coco riding in Willie's lap. Coco, you found him. Everyone crowded around, laughing and shouting. Coco seemed to enjoy the attention, but he would not leave Willie's lap. Well, I guess you two are stuck with each other, Grandpa said. Willie smiled and hugged Coco again. Chris, Willie, and Maria told the story of the final code and how they solved it. You should have seen Willie flying down the street, Chris shouted. Then I got stuck in the mud, Willie reminded him. But when Willie started to tell about the man on the porch, Chris nudged him and Maria shook her head. Hey, how about coming over tomorrow? Chris asked when he and Maria finally had to leave. Only if I can bring Coco with me, Willie said. The door closed behind the Varguses and Grandpa was left with a very muddy Willie and Coco. I'm sorry we're such a mess, Grandpa, Willie said, but it was an emergency. I know, Grandpa said. We just have to get you cleaned up before we go to the airport. Airport, Willie asked. What for? Have you forgotten what day this is? Grandpa raised his eyebrow again. It's Tuesday the 23rd, Willie said. Then it struck him. Mom and Dad are coming home. Willie took his bath while Grandpa washed Coco. While Willie dried, combed, and dressed, Grandpa wiped off the wheelchair. Finally, they were ready to go. Willie and Grandpa were quiet most of the way to the airport. Finally, Willie spoke up. Grandpa, it's raining awfully hard. Can their airplane land all right in this weather? Oh, sure, Grandpa said. The pilots are all professionals. They've got helpers in the tower to guide them down, and they have radar to see through the clouds. Willie paused. But planes do crash, don't they? Especially in bad weather. Grandpa patted Willie on the knee. Willie, you've had lots of experiences in the past few days. What have you learned about prayer and problems like this? Willie closed his eyes and thought, God wants you to ask for what you need. You need to trust him, even if you don't get what you want or don't get it right away. And sometimes God just wants you to talk to him, even if you can't think of anything you need right then. Grandpa smiled. You think God is taking care of your mom and dad up there? Willie nodded slowly. Then I don't think you need to worry. Let God take care of them. Willie took a deep breath, rubbed Coco's fur again, and closed his eyes. Even though Willie agreed with Grandpa, he felt a lot better when Mom and Dad stepped out from the airplane gate. Willie held his arms out wide, and Mom and Dad ran and hugged him together. Coco barked until he got in on the hugging, too. Willie chattered all the way to the car about the codes, Coco's disappearance, and the mysterious person named G period O period D period. So you still don't have an idea who this G period O period D person is, Mom asked finally. I have my suspicions, Willie said. I want to check them out tomorrow. If we're lucky, this mystery will keep you busy all summer, chuckled Dad. Maybe you should check with George, the mail carrier, Mom said. He probably knows everyone in town. That's it, Willie said. Grandpa, stop the car. 
What? Grandpa said. Why? Just stop it, please. Pull in here, Willie said. I have an idea. Grandpa turned the car into the town's only ice cream shop. I never saw a kid so eager to get an ice cream, he said. Willie got into his wheelchair and pushed his way into the store. The rain had stopped and the store was crowded. Willie looked at the people around him, then looked at the flavors. As he was looking, he heard a familiar voice. One scoop of Rocky Road, please. Then he heard his mom say, Hello, George. We were just talking about you. Willie turned his wheelchair and looked up at the man. George O. Davis, he said loud enough for everyone in the store to hear. You're G period, O period, D period. What? Mom and Dad said together. Willie looked at Mr. Davis, who was trying to hide his red face behind a rocky road ice cream cone. Mr. Davis is the mystery person, Willie said with a grin. It all fits. Are you sure? Grandpa asked. Nice, Mr. Davis, Mom asked. How could he be, Dad asked. He just lives three blocks down the street from us. Willie looked at his dad, then at Mr. Davis. You were watching us tonight, weren't you? Mr. Davis grinned and nodded. I was afraid you would hurt yourself over there, so I went to keep an eye on you. How did you get my library book, Willie asked. I found it in the bushes by your driveway. It must have dropped out of your car sometime in the past few days. Why didn't you just bring Coco back, Grandpa asked. I heard a dog barking this afternoon as I went by the garage, and I thought it was strange, but I didn't know Coco was missing. After I heard that, I was sure that's who it was. I told Willie right away. Willie nodded. He did, right on the computer. How do you know so much about computers? And codes? Mr. Davis grinned again. Computers are kind of a hobby with me, and I've loved codes since I was your age. He patted Willie's arm. It drives Mrs. Davis crazy. Stop by sometime, and we'll talk her into making cookies. That would be great, Willie said. Imagine, Willie thought as they headed home, Mr. George O. Davis is the mystery person. His head was still whirling when they got home. Time for bed, detective, Dad said. Just one minute, Dad, okay? Willie said as he headed for the computer. I need to check one thing. Willie switched the computer on and logged into the bulletin board. His hunch had been right. A message waited. 2 Willie stared at it a long minute before he laughed out loud. I'm not that backward, Mr. G period, O period, D period. He switched the computer off and went to bed. have heard today is a chapter of the shoebox kids book two the case of the secret code written by glenn robinson edited and created by jerry d thomas and used with permission from the pacific press publishing association if you're interested in any other books published by the seventh day adventist church please visit adventistbookcenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955 
This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. The children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.